It's Jet Black Extreme, and we are back with episode two of season zero. This is the mini series to where we explain the origins of the Zealous of Nerd Entertainment. And this time we got Kokugatsu with me. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty great, man. It's a pretty good day so far. We're moving things on. Right, right. And I like to call this episode <laughs> Kokugatsu. Urban Afro Samurai. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Kokugasu, I understand that you have some questions for me as far as um, the zone. Yes, yes. So I know we had a chance of getting a chance to get a little bit more for you in the previous episode. You got a chance to talk a little bit more about some of your favorite things and different inspirations for the the zone as well. So... Hmm. I mean, I could definitely go back into it again, you know, kind of get a chance to do some iceberg questions. What's your favorite color? What does the color say about you? And you know, what's your zodiac? And, you know, how do, do you fit what your zodiac description says? I'm going to just cut that. Yeah. <laughs> We've already done our icebreakers. We're just going to move forward right now. Let's hit into a little bit more into this. So, so let's get back into your inspirations for the zone. Like what? As far as what really inspired you to actually make the zone, why did you really want to do it? Truth be told, it's like, it's almost like, you know, when you get really tired of trying to fit in with the crowd where you're just trying to find friends that you can connect with, but it's not really working out as well as you thought so. So it's almost like... Instead of trying to fit in with the crowd, why don't I just build a brotherhood from the ground up and attract my type of people to me? So we pretty much trying to set up this whole brotherhood of nerds where, yeah, we can talk about our different hobbies and interests like anime. uh, Maybe you like to build Gundam kits. Maybe you like to do uh, soldering, you know, uh, metal craft welding all that stuff um just interesting things that i feel like should be showcased uh, showcase the talents of a people because you know it's funny how we kind of stray away from that thirst for knowledge and self-improvement even though we're kind of getting back into that habit now but what i'm saying is the whole point of the zone, the end game, I want to say, is to at least be a building block to a new age renaissance of sorts. So in other words, it's like you have all these nerds that love things like Marvel, DC Comics and whatnot. And here comes me to where essentially I was that little kid with the eyes glued to the TV screen, watching his favorite TV shows and whatnot, playing with all the different toys and gadgets and whatnot. And now we're in a position to where we have a podcast dedicated to watching and absorbing all that content, giving our take on it from a very intellectual, uh, critical point of view. So it's almost like I'm reliving my childhood and broadcasting that opinion on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, all these different Facebook, 
all these different platforms so everybody can hear for themselves. And also, I'm getting into 3D printing, 3D modeling, airbrushing. So that way, I went from the little kid that loves playing with the toys to essentially becoming the toy maker. And making okay money out of it. It's okay money. So yeah, it's kind of like poetic irony to where you become the producer when you used to be the consumer. <laughs> I guess. I got that. I got that. All right, yeah. cool, cool. I mean, hey, it's, it's great that you're able to be inspired to be able to go ahead and create this zealots of nerd entertainment. I mean, it's very interesting in itself as far as, yeah, it's a great brotherhood. I even probably say sisterhood. You know, we have male, female oh. members. We have everybody that's here being able to be happy to go ahead and be somewhere that's free to share and, you know, very minimal judgment. I say very minimal because unfortunately there's nowhere that you can go that there's not going to be some people who have something to say and just going to be, of course, aggravating. However, <clears throat> we do a pretty good job being able to weasel them out, you know. So we're not like an extremely large group that's like, oh, we have over a thousand people. But it's great to know that we've been able to go ahead and get things, you know, under control. Nothing is ever blown out of proportion. No, we haven't been Zuckered, Zuckerberg, as people call it. Um, <laughs> so it's definitely great into that. Um, but hey, so that's awesome. I want to, so I want to talk a re- really bit onto this one now. You kind of answered a little bit more on this question, but I, w- I kind of want to just get a chance to delve a little bit further into it because you only just answered just a general question. But so zealots. Now the thing that's interesting to me is the word zealots itself. So zealots and nerd. Now, nerd culture and nerd has already always been attacked. Still kind of is. If you look up the definition for nerd, it is not a very positive definition. It's someone who's considered very low status, very low needed in things, and just someone who's smart but not really good in social society whatsoever. Which, I mean, realistically, that's kind of been us all the time. So when COVID hit, boom, we're there. Um, hi, we're already winning. <laughs> but zealots is considered uncanny, um, almost unroof, almost kind of ruthless in their ideals. So it's a the word itself technically isn't really a positive word as far as its natural definition that has been given. So what inspired you to, you know, kind of use the word zealots to describe, you know, us and our members? Well, hmm. to be honest, like I said in the first episode, I'll tell you now, uh, basically when I was trying to rename what it is now, at first it was known as Nerd Nation, but I figured that was a little too uh, plain, a little uninspired in a way. So I was just sitting, it was like 2016, like maybe like late 2016 or early 2017, where I was just thinking to myself, well, yeah, it had to be on 2017 because I know I changed it by then. Uh, Essentially, I was just thinking to myself how I'm trying to think of a name that could stick a little bit more. It's like kind of uh, stand out a little bit. And while I was trying to think of it, 
I was listening to this one song. Uh, you're familiar with Childish Gambino, right? Yeah. Okay, so he has this one album because the internet, and there was this one track called Zealots of Stockholm. Now, oh yeah, okay. yeah. Now I I was digging that uh the sound of it, everything. I was like I listened to that song like on repeat twenty times over and never get tired of it. And it was like one of those songs that I can really get into a contemplative uh, mindset with. And I guess while trying to come up with a name, uh, the name started to form in itself. So I took that title and cut out the Stockholm part. And I was thinking, okay, zealous of what? Then obviously nerd came up because let's be honest, I was a nerd uh, growing up, like in the derogatory, whatever the stereotypical form of it. That's what I was. And that's kind of what stuck even to this day. So it's more like, yeah, it's one of those labels that kind of stuck with me, but that's just a thing. Uh, even though I don't uh, necessarily seriously trying to downplay myself, it's more like, think of it like the N-word where we kind of took it as our own and kind of made it our thing. So uh, basically, nerd is <laughs> essentially, you know what I'm trying to get at? I got you, but, um, I got you. But then zealots of nerd something. I had to think of something, something that'll catch on. And then I was thinking, okay, what if I, if I were to figure out the E in zone, then it can just be known as the zone for short. And then out of nowhere, I just thought of why not entertainment? Because anime, video games, uh, board games, that's all forms of entertainment. So zealots of nerd entertainment. And definition of zealots at first i thought that would meant like extreme passion like that's what i thought but when you're saying like oh some in some ways like you're ruthless and whatnot well what can i say because uh sometimes a little ruthlessness is required because <laughs> it's like tenacity in a way to where you're just not going to let just anybody tell you, oh, you're not going to make it. Uh, success is not guaranteed. Well, even if it's not guaranteed, uh, who the fuck's going to stop me? That's true. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, name who, who I dare anybody to stop me. That's what I'm saying. The way I see it, I want the zone to succeed. Uh, even like, see, I'm not trying to be a villain about it at all, but I'm not going to let just anybody downplay. You know, I'm not going to let anybody rain on my parade when I'm barely just marching. Like, I didn't even uh, get up the street yet. And y'all already trying to rain on my parade. No, I am aiming towards success despite how many rainstorms I have to march through just to get there. I may have my episodes of depression, anxiety, Moments where I'm not as confident as I should be as this so-called leader of this organization, but the spirit is still burning. And I need to realize that sometimes some people are just not going to be down for the cause, but they don't have to. As long as they are people that are for the cause. As long as I have even a small army that still got my back, I will still keep marching. see that all right cool cool 
Uh, no, I definitely feel that feel the answer and everything. Let's rewind back just a little bit into it. So, you know, based upon you working with the name and this, I haven't heard that song in a while. So, yeah, that's a nice, <laughs> nice have a chance. To and to be fair, um, Donald Glover is fairly a nerd himself, so I'm hoping he can kind of appreciate the reference in there. <laughs> Fairly is an understatement. He is <laughs> now. We he he's admitted that. Like, come on, let's let's be honest on that little point there. <laughs> so I mean, I'm still holding out on him to be like an adult Miles Morales because, to be fair, even the fucking creator said, okay, we kind of made Mara- Miles Morales to be like a little bit like Barack Obama and a little bit like Donald Glover. They they admitted to that shit. So I was like. <laughs> Is there and screaming in our face? Just got to do it. <laughs> no, no, we can <laughs> absolutely. But man, um, so yeah, as far as the group, the group was made in October 2016, which would make this this upcoming October would be a six year anniversary. Um, and of course, the lovely thing about Facebook, yes, it was like March of 2017 that you did change the name mm. to the Zealots of Nerd Entertainment to the now Zone. Now. I'm gonna change up changing up my formal questions a little bit here, but uh just kind of have an understanding, you know, you talk about the fact that you dare someone to stop you, and it's not no one's gonna stop you because you're gonna be able to keep going. The goal is to keep pursuing and keep moving forward. What would you say are some of the greatest achievements that you've achieved so far to this point here? Honestly, I would say the greatest achievement so far is that. As of this year, because it's been one year since we had this podcast, we now have over 75 episodes and over a thousand downloads. So, uh, including a little bit of ourselves, you know, because we want like uh, go back at least one time and kind of do a retrospective on our own episodes, kind of sharpen our own skills. Um, I want to say we had like hundreds of unique listeners or you know repeat listeners listening to our podcast so i'm a little proud that there's at least some people out there listening to us and not only that but in this zone network that we have we may not have a whole lot of people in each sector but i am proud of the fact that we have at least an average of a hundred members per sector, like some are a little lower, but most of them are like a hundred or higher. And then we have the top three right now. There's the main branch, which is at a little over 400. So not bad, not bad. We have the after dark zone, which is the <clears throat> steamier <laughs> side of the zone, which is at 1800. So, just go to show that sex sells. And at number one, surprisingly, mainly because there's a lot of people that like sneaking in, posting their stuff, and it was all good. At number one, it's the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Zone, standing at 2,400 members. Gosh. I mean, it's JoJo, so, you know, especially with New Stone Ocean coming out. Not too surprised about the numbers, bro. Right. So I would say this. I would say those two, the fact that the podcast at least have some listeners and we have some members in the zone, like some that's interested in the 
uh, merchandise that we plan on selling, you know, the 3D printing, all that, that we have our website that's launched today. That's right. (laughs) Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Zealous of Nerd Entertainment is now live. We are adding more merchandise as we go. But essentially, you can find out what we're about on that website, zealotsofnerdentertainment.com. I know what you're thinking. Very long, but believe me, the better names were taken. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm excited. You know, we finally got a chance to get that website up and running. That is a it, in itself is a it's a big, big leap forward. You know, we've had our terms. We've been trying to get there, and now we're finally there. Right. Let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about these uh these branches, man. Oof. Gosh almighty. JoJo's Bizarre Avengers on at 2400 and after dark. <laughs> Not surprised on that. Yeah, sex sales. I don't want to get into, we're going to focus a little bit on some of the main branches that we have first. Mm-hmm. So the main branches, we have a pretty straightforward list of things. We have, of course, our any manga zone book club zone sci-fi command zone we got our fantasy club we got arcade tabletop we got music studio comics cinema uh television show show, as well as also our arts and crafts zone so let's go ahead and get into some of these branches but first just curious out of the branches even some of the sub branches kind of specifics that we have what is your favorite branch uh, like I said in the first episode, but I will tell you, uh, honestly, it's not even a bias, really. Uh, I would have to say that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Zone is my favorite so far, not just because the uh number, but because it feels like the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Zone is the closest to what I was trying to have in mind for the rest of the zones. Like, in other words, you have people trying to uh, post their own content, uh, whether it's stuff that they made or, you know, some YouTube video that they saw that was related to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and they want to share that. Pretty much most of the members who share any kind of content at least try to make it relevant to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Zone. Uh, But uh, also... There's also more engagement that way, more positive engagement to where it's like, you know, brotherhood, you know, it's like not this whole back and forth, um, catty bullshit. Like, I see, I understand that there is going to be disagreement. There's going to be our fair arguments. That's okay. But it gets really exhausting when there's just some folks that just want to make up that it seems like the only time they have anything to say is something argumentative it's almost like uh everybody's having a good time partying and shit and then here come this one guy um being the sticking muzz like uh well you do know well actually i was like get the fuck out of here dude well, you remember to have the understanding as well. That is exactly how a lot of people view nerds, specifically as being those party poopers that have to come with logic all the time. And so I think it's amazing that we do have the opportunity yet, yeah, and especially with the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure branch, like you said, of being able to actually have that brotherhood of communication to where 
you know, nerd doesn't mean that, oh, I'm just going to interrupt all fun with all logic and facts. Logic and facts can be fun, too, and I can have fun with fun. You know, it doesn't have to be the stereotypical. So I like that we're being able to break down that wall of stereotypes. And see, now, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, friend, but see, that's another thing. Now that you told said that, um, when you said that another way of saying zealous is like uncanny, that's just the kind of thing. I'm an uncanny nerd, to be honest with you. I'm unorthodox. It's like, uh, I'm I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you guys. If it's if this organization was like an anime, I swear to God, you would think, oh, this leader must be some big badass motherfucker. And then you're just like, hi. And I was like, wait, he's your leader? I was like, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't understand. I how? How? How is he? Why do y'all look up to him? I was like, um, bro. I, I, it's like, he's not perfect. He has his bad moments. But there's a reason behind it. It's like, I, I mean, I'm not gonna flex on myself like that. I, you know, you know me, I'm not gonna. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, there must be something about me if I still have moderators helping me out on um, people still backing me up and shit there must be something about me so I was like <laughs> I mean yeah you definitely just keep doing what you got to do I mean it's, aside from being kind of uncanny it's not so much always negative you know just being able to still have the positive positive still having the encouragement and still being real you know actually talking to people it's always going to be a big thing that helps out um I do want to go ahead and uh, let's get a little bit more breakdowns into some of these other things. It's going to be kind of a quick little questionnaire to this little point here, but uh, starting with some of the branches that we, the main branches that we have are any manga zone, but I'm going to go ahead and split those up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite, for right now, let's say, what is your favorite anime? Favorite anime? Holy shit. Currently. This can change, obviously, but for right now, at least. Hmm. <laughs> mm. I'm sorry, but I have to say, Kateko hit me reborn. Just, Woo. yeah. <laughs> like I'm, like, see, people would normally think, uh, oh, uh, he must like Dragon Ball Z or Bleach or Jujutsu Kaisen or My Hero Academia. Hey, My Hero Academia comes very close. Don't get me wrong. But something about Kotekyo Hitman Reborn just awakened the boss in me. Like, I feel Reborn like... Reborn-sama? <laughs> to what? Reborn-sama? He's, he's always going to be the one that just... He did. He literally awakened the boss in you. Dying real <laughs> bullet, bro. <laughs> Pretty much, it's like because I felt like sooner where I was like I just felt so useless and talent unintalented and blah blah blah, and I was like, uh, why don't I just you know find a gun and put a bullet in my head? I'm I'm not actually gonna do that, folks. Like no, (laughs) but 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 like it took so many years of making mistakes and learning from them and finding my passion uh, because I really love podcasting. I really love doing the 3D printing, all that. It's just fun and creative and all that to a point where I kind of found myself. And by trying to be this leader, 
of these nerds to where we're like, yeah, um, we may not be like social butterflies or like, you know, we may not be on the top of the totem pole for now, but there's always this prophecy to where some people will say, you know, one day it's going to be the nurse that's going to be on top. It's like, y'all pick on now, but it's going to be them that um that's going to be your bosses and the people that sign your paychecks one day. So that's what a lot of people actually fed to me to where, like, I was that kind of nerd that didn't really bother anybody. But a lot of people like bothering me anyways, whether it's, like, friendly or being a bully. <laughs> like, either way, it's, like, a lot of people like bothering me. <laughs> but either way, some people were, like, even though we... It could be like we never really held a real conversation before, but they could just like um, pick me out of the crowd and be like, I don't know what it is about you, dude, but I know you're going to make it. You're going to be one of those ones that's going to just keep your head up, King. Like, just I got a feeling it's going to be you're going to be one of the ones, but you just got to keep it pushing. <laughs> and I was like, all right, yeah, you know, uh, it speaks to you. Yeah. And, you know, I don't really, I'm not really familiar with the movie or whatnot, but ever since this whole idea of the revenge of the nerds kind of thing to where I, that kind of also resonated with me to where I'm thinking, well, hold on. Uh, this is not really, re- you know how they say that the best revenge is no revenge, just do better. That's pretty that's much true. what it is, is where, that's pretty much what it is where you... Don't you kind of brush out on um, on the bullying and all that shit, and you try to grind to be the best that you can be in your own nerdy way, and you can say. So essentially, I'm looking at it like if I become a big success within five, ten, maybe fifteen years later, and I can just look back and be like, y'all laughed at me, y'all laughed at me, but who the fuck is laughing now? <laughs> Well, but hey, not in the motivation. Motivation. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's not like I'm gonna actually go up to the house and actually do that shit. But it's more like I feel proud of myself now. <laughs> but yeah, so were we? Well, so would you say the same thing about a, about your manga too? I mean, the reason I have a chance of kind of separating it slightly is because, at least for me, I have two different favorites when it comes to anime and manga. And the manga that I like hasn't even been made into an anime, so, you know, there's that. But what about you? For the manga, do you have a favorite manga that's different, or is it pretty much the same for you? Uh, actually, I would say I did like the Kotekyo Hitman Reborn manga, but obviously that ended, and honestly, I was very disappointed by the ending because it just felt like it was one of those things where, okay, well, he might be up to something in the future, but we won't know because the series ended. <laughs> but um, yes, right now, but right now, I would say the My Hero Academia manga is my favorite manga right now because holy shit, things got so heated compared to the anime. Like if you're still watching the anime only, oh, waiting till the end of the Paranormal Liberation War. Excuse me, paranormal liberation war. I just want to describe, (laughs) (laughs) pronounce that right. But yeah, after that arc, 
Holy shit. My Hero Academia will never be the same after that. <laughs> you go, See, Deku, I'm saying this right now. I'm glad I never slept on Deku. Never. Because you've got to find out that. <gasps> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite manga right now. Cool, cool. All right, so. <laughs> Gosh, man. All right, so let's go ahead and dive down to something a little bit more generic a little bit. So we do also have a book club zone because, believe it or not, you know, even though, yes, we love anime and manga, we do like sitting down and just reading regular books from time to time. So that is that is a real thing. Go figure for some people mm-hmm. who just didn't know. Do you have like a favorite book that you're reading or that you have read? Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> one book that I did complete was Attached. It was this one book of all about uh, attachment theory to where how uh, sometimes with your upbringing, how uh, your parents raised you and whatnot, that can affect how you uh, interact with other people, whether it's your friends, your significant other. It can backtrack to how you're raised. So they have these four sectors to where you can have either a secure attachment, a anxious um, preoccupied attachment, a distant avoidant attachment, and then there's uh, fearful avoidant, if I'm correct. Uh, essentially, it's like, I'm not trying to get into it, where uh, the dynamics of how you were raised can affect how you um, act in a relationship. So it's almost like, in a way, it's kind of like you're backtracking and trying to find out the root of the problem of sometimes when relationships are um, not going as well as you hope so. And you try to do the inner work to you know, get to that secure attachment or at least find somebody who has a more secure attachment and do the healing from there. Now, that is one book that I was uh, reading, uh, I did finish, but now I am on How to Think Like a Roman Emperor, uh, The Stoic Philosophy of Marcus Aurelius by Donald Robertson. Oh, okay. And basically, you know, uh, Marcus Aurelius being a great uh, philosopher, uh, basically, I'm trying to be more stoic because sometimes um, leadership requires a little bit of stoicism because you kind of need someone who can stay consistent and um, how can I say this? Unfazed by adversity. It's difficult. It is difficult, but I'm in this <laughs> position, so I have to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one it. more book, and I'll turn it back over to you. I am also looking into the Book of Five Rings by uh, Miyamoto Musashi, translated Ooh. by William Scott Williams. <laughs> but yes, really? I have a lot of books. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not just that type of nerd that only watch anime and movies and blah, blah, blah. I am cultured, you swines. I wonder where that phrase come from, cultured swine. 
culture some cheese <laughs> swine is bacon that's all i think about think about food <laughs> i don't know it's like uh i was watching some movie or tv show like i think multiple people did it but it's like out of nowhere just calling people you uncultured swine read a book yeah i don't know it's weird <laughs> i don't know but it's hey. funny <laughs> and i just roll with it ever since oh gosh let's bring us a little bit of hype now now this one's going to be kind of interesting itself video games so with our arcade zone being able to do all different types of things and you know new games coming out every single year especially from anticipation of what's coming out this year too who what is your favorite game that you have for right now because again it may change but for right now what would you say is your favorite video game <laughs> <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> that, Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, that goes without saying. <laughs> that goes without saying. <laughs> you want to know why? Because I was one of those guys that when I found out about Assassin's Creed, I was like, okay, I'm all in. And then even longer than that, and Koki Gasa, you I know you're on the same boat too, but we were always about samurai and the way of Bushido and all that shit. So when you tell me that they basically made a samurai assassin's creed, I was all the way in. Yeah, that's true. That's every true. side mission, every upgrade, all the fox hunting, all the treasure hunting. <laughs> I was immersed. I was engrossed. The scenery, the way you can like cut to this whole black and white grainy, you know, like um the fucking Kurosawa um films, like it had that black and white type feel to it and all that shit. You can do the whole gameplay like that. I was like, bruh. The story was pretty good and the gameplay was Pretty much the same like Assassin's Creed, a little better. Uh, you had the customization, the armors. They're adding like multiplayer and shit. I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I guess I, it, thank you for the explaining of the love of it. And that's just, yeah. Ghost of Shima is like lit. <clears throat> but hey, we will. I've only, only played the demo. I've only, only played like a little bit of it. I'm still have, I still don't have the games to actually play it, sadly. I'm trying. Working on working on fixing that. I know the story. I've seen the videos. I know how beautiful it is. Soon I will experience it. <laughs> yes, and um, maybe, just maybe, if you're interested, you can be on when we go even deeper into Ghost of Tsushima later on when we do the Ghost of Tsushima review on the Zone Podcast. We'll see. My... Robin, I got a lot of work you got to do. Trying to get that website, trying to get all that merchandise so you guys can go buy stuff. You know. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Fair enough. So let's move, let's move back a little bit. So, man, I was excited to talk about video games. Now, let's talk about our sci-fi command zone. Now, <clears throat> science fiction is zone specific in itself. Technically, it could be under fantasy, but also... It kind of is deserving of its own. Most people think of fantasy, they think about, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and shit. <laughs> and all that type of fairies and things. So when you specifically talk about science fiction, now we get a chance to talk about various different things. Star Wars, Star Trek, 
uh, Metroid, Gundam, you know, with this zone is hype for uh, it in its own right of th- different things. Being able to br- to create its own branch off of Mecha Zone, where we're able to go ahead and have all the different mechs, you know, branch a little bit further into Neon Genesis. You know, look out for that review coming out pretty soon. <laughs> things like that. But as far as in Sci-Fi Command, do you have a very like a favorite thing about science fiction? Hmm. Good question. You know, call me weird, but every now and then somebody bring up this one possibility. This possibility that just opened my eyes to many more possibilities. Imagine, what if magic was just a science that we have yet to unlock? That's beyond our years right now. Like, What we may find magical just may be broken down to a science uh, if we actually apply it. And there's honestly some anime and some genres to where they pretty much broke magic down to a science, like the regular at Magic High School or uh, Nights in Magic, to where I was like, wow, I just like the way y'all incorporate uh, science and magic. Oh, a certain magical index. That's another good one. I just like how y'all incorporate the idea of magic and scientific phenomena uh, into um, some way. So certain scientific railgun. Yes, yes. And with sci-fi, it's like, in a way, with fantasy, it's more like, okay, that's just completely out there. Like, I highly doubt any of that stuff actually exists or ever will exist. Um, that's pretty much the vibe that we get from fantasy. But with sci-fi, it's more like, it's fantasy, but it's almost like, you know, if we actually applied ourselves, we can actually make that happen, but that's kind of beyond our years. It's kind of like lately when we watched Loki and we have Kane the Conqueror to where he's te- uh, technically a scientist from the 31st century to where he has access to technology that's way beyond our knowledge. So it's more like just because uh, it is science fiction, but it's like the way they put it it's almost like, you know, if you actually put in the word, you know, with the blueprints, the uh, formulas and all that, it's like, it's almost as if it's possible, but it's not real. It's almost like the airplane to where people laugh at the idea of there's going to be airplanes flying around, helicopters and all that stuff. But look at where we are now to where you can now pretty much be in an airplane, on a laptop, on um, watching movies, on an airplane. You can do that shit like <laughs> 100 years ago. If God wanted men to fly, he would have given us wings. And yeah. you know what man did? Man created their own wings. Yeah, That, so phrase, was... that phrase evolved, didn't it? it? Yeah. Science fiction is a big thing. Yeah, so it's almost like science fantasy is more like yeah uh that's not a real thing but fuck we got japan actually making a gundam a moving gundam watch out 
<laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's, we're not that far off. That part. Everybody's getting prepared for the next world war. <laughs> Get ready. I'm Ugh. just saying. Like, we, you know how we like to watch Metabots? Like, we're not that far away from having Metabots fucking tournaments, like, having ourselves a little buddy walking around. Oh, we're going to have a uh, road battle? Like, all right, let's do it, bro. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> we are not that far off. I'm just saying. This is true. This is true. Well, let's move a little bit for a little bit forward then. So, I guess keeping within to the fiction, let's talk about a little bit more into fantasy in itself as well. So, when it comes down for fantasy, there's so many different things that tie into fantasy, magic, mythologies, all these different types of things. Do you have a maybe a favorite particular part of fantasy that you like? Oh, my favorite part of fantasy. Well, this might be a little obvious, but it's a classic. And Kokugatsu, I believe you can also agree with yourself. Final Fantasy. What else? Ah. <clears throat> the beautiful worlds, the various creatures and people, the journey itself, where it's like, oh, just. Yeah. With Final Fantasy, <laughs> yeah, it's like they have all these different titles, all these different journeys, all these different storylines to where it's like to get to from point A to point B and to see all this character development um, forming as it goes, you know, with the world building and everything, uh, taking into the scenery, uh, all the conflicts and everything, it's like captivating to me honest and that's just with final fantasy uh there's also plenty other like genshin impact which is pretty much the same thing but it's you know prettier you know it's kind of like breath of the wild but different (laughs) okay yeah definitely i mean endless fantasy that's pretty much the main thing about final fantasy in itself so it's always going to be something new so it's, it's infinite possibilities i know the funniest running gag that a lot of people joke about is it's a final fantasy oh okay final fantasy 2 then is it really the final fantasy final fantasy 3 okay now you're just making a joke final fantasy 16 (laughs) why are we still here (laughs) 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 how is this the final is it supposed to be the final fantasy for this particular world or this particular person or like i just don't is it just a cool name which of course they did do an interview with the original with Square Enix, the original CEOs, and yeah, that it was actually the the joke into it. Uh, funny thing into it is the fact they did expect the first Final Fantasy game to be the first and last. They did not expect it to sell well, and it sold well across the world. <laughs> and they were like, "Holy crap!" It's uh, the shredder of Square just- Enix. <laughs> Yeah, and so literally Square Enix, they called it Final Fantasy because they literally thought it was their final fantasy that they were going to come up with. This is the final one. This is it. This is what's going to determine us, and we're going to be broke. And go figure, them and Ki- that and Kingdom Hearts is mainly what they're known for. The main thing they thought was going to break them is what gave them their name in the world today. Go figure. <laughs> so, a little funny thing in that, that little note. 
but gosh almighty, yes. Oh, man. <clears throat> All right, let's tone it down a little bit. Let's, no, actually, I want to keep this flow going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going, especially for time saves, but still. Uh, tabletop. So I remember when Fantasy Zone started getting to a, roughly about 100 members, we were finally got a chance to start breaking forward into the new edition of D&D. Was it 5E that was coming out? And a lot of people were hyped for it because it's been so many years since the, since the fourth edition came out. So now we got 5E out. And with it coming, we wound up talking about, you know, having our own zone D&D game, um, D&D game. Yeah, you know, of course, still still kind of have that into the works. We still plan on trying to have something like that soon. Um, still trying to figure some things out onto that. But we wound up creating our tabletop zone specifically for that. Uh, what I like about tabletop is that we get a chance, aside from just D&D, we get a chance to talk about all different games as you play on the table card games board games not as many people share about board games i share about board games not as many people share about board games a little upset about that but it's okay (laughs) (laughs) but as far as in tabletop do you have like a favorite tabletop game that you actually enjoy playing Uh, (laughs) (laughs) okay so right now i would say dungeons and dragons and Imagine the Gathering are tied as far as my favorite tabletop because right now I'm in a position to where since I'm 3D printing and I have so many different 3D models thanks to the various uh, creators that I have subscribed on Patreon uh, and of course with the website I'm going to make sure that they get their credit so all the different uh, creators you can go on the website you can order any of those models to be 3D printed by me, and then I will ship it out to you to the earliest convenience. But that's beside the point. Uh, the point is that with this opportunity to have all these 3D prints, I decided to make a D&D campaign that's pretty much a multiversal war against the god, the dungeon master himself. But here's the funniest part. I was planning that shit since mid-2021. And a few days ago, Wizards of the Coast talking about, oh, Dungeon Dragons going multiversal. I was like, what the? (laughs) (laughs) I came up with that idea first. No, I wasn't really the first. Uh, but I was like, I don't like how I came up with that idea months in advance. And then next thing you know, oh, well, we're officially making multiverse um, campaigns a thing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, people have been doing it for a while anyway. Because some people yeah. struggle getting into, like, actual fantasy Dungeons and Dragons. Like, oh, you mean going into, like, doing dungeon crawlers and fighting dragons? I'm like, that's not really my type of thing. He was like, how about you play cops and robbers? What? Technically, it's the same thing. Really, most of these little kid games that we played all the time, that's that's legit what it is, man. We've been playing all these types of stuff. So, technically, you've been playing in a form of D&D, and you haven't realized it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I love that, actually. Um, Magic the Gathering, I still haven't, sadly, I still haven't gotten into that. But uh, it's so good, so much from what I hear. I think as far as in card games, it is to this day still tied with Yu-Gi-Oh! And Yu-Gi-Oh! is still a 
a big ass friend card game franchise. Um, still top Pokemon cards. And right now, people just buying and trading Pokemon cards. But as far as like actually playing, it's not that there aren't people playing, but it's not as hype. Right now, there is still Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments going right now, even though the anime and the mangas have finally kind of stopped. Finally. God, I'm mm. pushing it too hard. Mm. But <laughs> just in my opinion, it still is like up there. And Magic the Gathering is a very, it's a fairly new card game, especially compared to Yu-Gi-Oh! that's come out. And it is in those top charts of being able to you know, live your fantasy and be able to destroy people in card games <laughs> and all the types of fun. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, about Magic the Gathering, it's one of those games where, okay, I played Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic the Gathering. And with Magic the Gathering, I feel like it has one of the most complex ways of winning and losing a game. To where you can lose a game so terribly, uh, it's like you have this massive army and not even like... I'm telling you, like, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay, you have like five... A maximum like five, maybe six monsters on the field on Yu-Gi-Oh, and then maybe you can have like some token creatures on the field, so that way you can uh, build up an army like that. But with Magic: The Gathering, you can have so many different creatures, and you can buff them up to where it's like, okay, it has Death Touch, so if I um. If I hit you with even one damage, it doesn't matter. You're dead. Uh, first strike to where I have priority attacking. Uh, double strike. Uh, fucking trample. So that way, even if I killed your creature, if I have more power than your creature had um, toughness, then that remainder um, subtraction is going towards the player's life points. There's just a whole bunch of bullshit. And you can ramp it up to where all your creatures can have, like, infinite power, infinite toughness, and just... It get a lot crazier than any other uh, card game I ever played. Okay. Hopefully with OG Sunny and I, we can try to do, like, a video of us actually playing Magic the Gathering on explaining how to play the game and get to a competitive speed to where it's like, holy shit. (laughs) <laughs> uh, how the hell do y'all win in like two turns? I was like, <sighs> yeah, it's like that's just how you win. Like that's it, it just gets to that point. But <laughs> you were saying, oh gosh, man, no, no, I love love getting a chance to get to know you a little bit more into it because I mean this this is breaking down a little bit further and more than the last episode, so we can get a chance to really get into it and really figure out what you know. What what do you like? And it, it really shows the inspiration into each, you know, into each mom zone that we have, each branch specifically. So uh, moving forward that we have now. So we, we got a chance to talk some about some of those big things. Let's bring it down a little bit more. Uh, let's talk about some of the movies that we got. That's some of the new movies that's been coming out. Uh, again, another thing that can change because new movies come out every single year. Currently, do you have a favorite movie? Mm. Right now, Spider-Man No Way Home is hitting home for me. 
as I'm sure with a lot of people, I still see people talking about they've gone to see it six, seven Bruh. times. It's still breaking box office right now. Bro, like, uh, have you have you seen? It? Did you get a chance to see nope. it? No, nope, oh. still haven't seen it. Yet. <laughs> see, I had to, I watched it twice. Like I watched it once as soon as it premiered. Like very first opening, I got like Thursday, December sixteenth, three p.m. Middle seat. I am in that bitch, and I am watching it. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, yes. This was so <laughs> worth the wait. Yes, and then the second time. It was New Year's Eve, and I went with OG Sonny, his wife, um, I think, oh yeah, in uh, Apocrypha. We all went to see it because they haven't seen it, and honestly, I was bored uh, and all that, so I just why thought, <laughs> why not? Why not? So, um, <laughs> yeah. Great movie. Very great. It's it, what can I say? Hey, actually, great to get a chance to talk a little bit about Marvel. Marvel has talked it has like topping right now in movies, uh, TV shows. So let's go ahead and move forward into like some of the TV shows that we have right now. Um, do you have a favorite? When I say TV show, though, on television, song that we have is not just shows that you see on TV because not everything is playing on TV right now. As everyone is buying all these different programs with Disney Plus. Um, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, and you know all these different things like that. All these different bundles, Hulu, Netflix. You know they release out TV shows on all these things. So technically, it's still considered a television show or series. Uh, so considering factoring in the, into all that, do you have something that you kind of pretty favorite about right now? Okay, I'll make this easy. How about <laughs> I say? Favorite non-animated TV show as of now. <clears throat> right now, honestly, I would say Brooklyn Nine-Nine because not only was it very funny and uh, a lot of spots, but it was also had that wholesome um, sitcom vibe. You know where it's like uh, at the end of the day, it's like they may have these funny hijinks, but they have this character development that actually carries on through future seasons to a point where uh, even though there are some elements about the series finale that I did not like, and I'm not going to explain um, that much into it <laughs> until I do a review on it. But for the most part, the way it ended was heartwarming. It was on the like, bruh, it was one of those shows where I was dreading finishing the show like when i knew that the series finale was coming i was like i don't want to finish it because i kind of wish i was literally like terry cruz and one episode where i was like uh i i'm not worried i'm in denial and i was like um sir (laughs) like no like brooklyn 99 is not uh ending i'm in denial <laughs> i was like that because i really like that show it was, it was hilarious to be like uh it felt very genuine it's almost like you can really fall in love with the cast definitely i mean uh, brooklyn Nine-Nine, i i forgot i did it just that literally just ended last year like they yeah. finally just finished it off man uh whew. Yeah, I got that. What about animated? <laughs> mm, you know, okay. Specific onto it. American animated. 
American uh, animated. There's a bunch mm. of stuff I see. Because, you know, we technically cover anime, so I'm trying to be more fair, be like, okay, let's do, we now did non-animated, so let's do American animated. American animated, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. It's a tie between Arcane on Netflix that came out not too long ago. Oh yeah, and Avatar: The Last Airbender. Okay, okay, I I, I will call that fair. <laughs> we'll call that fair. Uh, I have to see. I have to see what's going to happen with Arcane because you know it, it's it's still it's still going. It's still going, and I'm really hoping that it doesn't go to how a lot of shows have done, where the first part was phenomenal. And the second part was just not good. I don't want that to be the case. I don't want to jinx it. But for right now, we can call that fair. So that we have that. Okay. Now, going back into a little bit now, Marvel is, is dominating when it comes down to these movies and to these television series and shows. But for right now, when it comes down to comics, they are still neck and neck with DC. Even though DC has not been having good Know, like live action shows, live action TV and movies, they've been killing it as far as the animated series. Just beyond oh, the yeah. of that. Like the animated shows is just phenomenal into its case. Um, but we're not going to talk about the shows right now. We're going to go back to its origins, the comics itself. Now we have a comic zone getting a chance to be fanatics about all different types of comics. Um, but we do more than just Marvel and DC. We like all different forms of comics, Archie, Dark Horse, um, things that are famous and things that are not quite um, as famous. I'm waiting right now so I can get an opportunity to actually share more Black Sands as well. Um, a lot of their stories and comics and their mythological uh, characters that they've created are, to me, very interesting and I actually love it. I actually have the app on my phone. Um, it's a free app, just downloading it and just getting a chance to read all those comics. But for you, Jet Black, what what is a favorite comic for you right now? A uh, favorite comic for me right now? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is this in like any, like, not just, you know, like not Marvel. Marvel DC? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, Marvel DC, Marvel, okay, okay, DC, okay. Dark Horse, things like that. Like American comics, American comics. I say American, but some of these are kind of also we, we we might dive into line web, to like webtoons as well too. Technically, those are comics, so uh, kind of. But some of those have been adapted to anime. I don't know. We'll leave webtoons out this time. Just like Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, uh, like that. Honestly, I've been kind of digging the Venom comics lately because all the different variants of the Venom symbiote coming out where uh, you're you're thinking, bruh, you're thinking, okay, way back then, Venom was just this symbiote um, that attached to Spider-Man and all that shit. And then eventually we get um, characters like Carnage, Anti-Venom, Scream, uh, all that. And then to this day, we're still getting more and more to a point where we're now... Not too long ago, we got Noel, the God symbiote. And just recently, we got a brand new symbiote called Bedlam. And he looks just what he pretty much looks like um, Carnage, but with muscles. So I'm like, and oh, <laughs> on top of that, um, finding out 
recently where uh, there was an Agent Venom, there was an Agent Anti-Venom. Okay, that was a thing for a while. But now I'm finding out there's an Agent Carnage too. So I'm looking at all these Venom comments and I'm like, God damn, uh, I need to sit down and watch, look at this shit. And you can kind of understand how Venom is like one of the most famous villains in all of comics. Like whether it's Marvel, DC, whatever, it's like <laughs> there's a reason why there's a lot of Venom fans running around. I gotcha. I gotcha. <clears throat> I don't know. I have to. I can feel that. I'm a little iffed about Bedlam, from to be <laughs> honest with you, because no. Here's the thing, though, because uh, they they kind of. I want to see where the tie-in is going to happen. So, Bedlam, as far as his origin, because it's, it's it's a new symbiote, but he comes from Earth six one six. But there's already another character named Bedlam that comes from Earth 616 as well. <clears throat> and so the reason I'm kind of iffy about it is because Bedlam is a black superhero. In fact, you know, mm. he, he was an he was an X-Force. He was even played by Terry Crews <laughs> in the show. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know, you say, oh, we got this new symbiote named Bedlam. So I'm kind of seeing, is it supposed to be the same guy? Is it supposed to be the same person? Like, did he get a symbiote? Symbiote took him over. Now he's who he is. Because, like, for people who know, it's, it's Jesse Anderson, but it, he goes by Bedlam. Like, that's just who he is. And this is a character since back 1995. And it's like, there's there's no talk of him whatsoever. But you got this new, hey, Bedlam, new symbiote. Okay, but what about this hero named Bedlam from the exact same place? <laughs> I just, I guess I have to wait and see. I have to wait and see what's going to happen. Because if you just erase a character and just create a new character with the exact same name, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm, I'm, as you can already feel, I'm going to be a little pissed off. We'll see what happens after that. But I definitely feel with you about the Venom comments. I was very hyped with the King in Black, getting a chance to dive further into the actual symbiote god himself. And the fact that there was a symbiote god <laughs> was pretty awesome yeah. in itself. He was like, oh, he, okay. He dated before the existence of the universe. It was like, before the universe, he existed. I was like, what the fuck? How far <laughs> back does this go? Look, I like the inspiration. The inspiration for him was literally, put it this way, darkness in itself. So um, think about not just in Christian Christianity, but other religions as well. When you think about it, everything starts, even even though Scientology, the Big Bang Theory, um, everything started off in darkness until light started shining. And then once light started shining, then it pushed the darkness away. And, you know, the King in Black, he was darkness itself. That he, that's what he was. So the light pushed him away. He didn't like it. <laughs> and so he was like, oh, okay. So he was the living entity of darkness itself. So it's like, oh, and then Venom becomes a new god, becomes a new king, the new god himself. And you're like, oh crap. Of course, it won't happen for the movie, though. Unfortunately, they made Venom the weakest symbiote in the movie. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, based on what happened with Let, Let There Be Carnage, man, you know, he, he might have his come up. He might have his come up. Um, so then hey, again, yeah. I want to say then again, um, there are a lot of unannounced Marvel uh, projects. So I'm honestly holding out for just a whole Venom series, like a Venomverse. 
in a way because with all this um stuff that they have i mean why not this is true this is true definitely Let's also go in a little bit further because I know we're running low on time. We only got one real main branch we got to talk into anyway. Um, can't even necessarily say saving the best for last because realistically, this is pretty much what we do. You know, one of the biggest things you talked about as far as your inspirations into the zone as well is that you love 3D printing. And one of the biggest places that we have to celebrate as far as our art, culture, our ways of being able to kind of help promote where we started off before we finally got the website up running. Um, where we were able to like, hey, you know, this is where you could share all the forms of art that you make, whether it be painting, sculpting, 3D printing, whatever the case may be, started off in this specific zone itself. Then we managed to branch off into Discord, then now, of course, the website. But let's start back with our roots of where we were starting off trying to make some money into the arts and crafts zone. So would you say that 3D printing is pretty much your favorite art form or... Is there something else that you're looking into as well? Uh, like I said, I pretty much enjoy 3D printing, but also <laughs> airbrushing and, you know, traditional brushing kind of come um, along with it. So <clears throat> there is that, but I'm also looking into 3D modeling, you know, like digital art. So okay. not just um, making the 3D models, but I'm also planning on trying to build up a skill to where I can actually make my own art and maybe one day uh, make my own comic or whatever, you know, just to have something to do, you know, trying to sharpen my artistic skill. But essentially, I am looking into doing all that stuff on top of um, writing my own original stories. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but on top of writing my own original stories, which is why we also glad we have the book club zone for writers as well. Yeah, uh, I've been looking to different ways, like whether it's 2D or 3D art in order to, you know, not only get into video game development, because I've been wanting to do that since 17. But um, now with my recent experiences, it's more like, I wouldn't mind being like a writer, a producer, a director of these uh, sort of works. And if I learn to code and all that to, you know, do all the technical stuff, that's fine too. But I'm okay with admitting that I could be more of a big picture guy than the guy that's like articulating, you know, worried about the little smaller details more like uh let's just get the big picture out there first and then worry about the details uh, iron out the details later <laughs> i gotcha i gotcha <clears throat> hey there's nothing wrong with that specifically i think that's one of the reasons why you're not gonna work out so well you, you make the big picture i like to get those little tiny details <laughs> there you go so nothing no problems with that whatsoever hey uh well Hey, this has got a chance to get a chance to expand a little bit further into the previous episode, kind of get to know you a little bit more, getting a chance to break down uh, a lot more of these branches. You know, we got a chance to talk about more information, get more details. It really helped understand more about the zone itself, its roots and how things come to be. So, Jet Black, it was a pleasure being able to go ahead and speak with you today, get this interview. You know, it's a nice little break that we have from just reviewing materials that other people make we finally get a chance to review the stuff that we ourselves make and why wow, it feels very different don't you think <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. 
Hey, but before we go, is there any final remarks that you want to let our viewers know? Anything maybe different from last that you want to say this time? Well, to be honest with you folks, uh, I'm, I'll put it to you like this. Like I pretty much said before, I'm not perfect, but I'll do the best that I can. And there will be times when I may uh, may not meet expectations, but the whole point is that I at least try to meet expectations. Um, but, you know, not in a way to beat myself up about it, but essentially uh, I want to make things happen and I don't want to make a liar of myself at the same time. So when I say great things are coming, I do mean that shit. So get ready. Because in 2022, I mean business. There you go. And with that, I think we have pretty much finished up our continuation of interview today. Uh, there was a, again, it was a pleasure being a chance to talk with you onto that. So, fellow nerds, thank you so much for tuning in, getting a chance to listen in, get some more information about us. And I'm guessing next time is supposed to be my turn. So, we're going to see how that goes. <laughs> Indeed. And until then, Stay dirty, my friends. Great things are coming. And we are zoning out.